Ken Burns's PBS documentary on Jackie Robinson that first aired last spring is an impressive study of the challenges faced by Robinson when, on April 15, 1947, he became the first African-American to cross baseball's color line. Unlike the movie 42, which distorted and fabricated events to dramatize Robinson's first season in the major leagues, the Burns documentary gives an accurate account of Robinson's career and, in the process, reveals the complexity of Robinson's character and the remarkable strength of his wife, Rachel. While the Burns documentary celebrates the triumph of Jackie Robinson over racial hatred, it also reinforces the view that Philadelphia Phillies manager Ben Chapman was the epitome of that hatred. When the Phillies came to Brooklyn early in the 1947 season, Chapman unleashed a torrent of racial insults that shocked fans, sports writers, and baseball officials. Chapman was forced to apologize and pose for a photograph with Robinson when the Dodgers came to Philadelphia a few days later. But the first time Robinson stepped into the batter's box, Chapman had his bench players aim bats at Robinson as if they were Tommy guns. Chapman's villainous role in the Jackie Robinson story has all but wiped out the record of Chapman's own baseball career, which had an impressive beginning. When Chapman made his Major League debut in 1930 as an outfielder with the New York Yankees, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig were among his new teammates. During his years with the Yankees, Chapman was called the Alabama Flash because of his speed on the bases. A 300 hitter, he led the American League in stolen bases four times and was also a league leader in triples. In 1932, he played on the Yankees team that swept the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. In 1933, he was a starting left fielder in baseball's first All-Star game and hitting leadoff became the first American League player to bat in the game. He was also selected as an All-Star in 1934, 1935, and 1936. By the time his playing days were over, he had a career that should have earned him some consideration for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Standing in his way, however, was his violent temper and his vicious verbal and physical attacks on players, umpires, and fans. While with the Yankees, Chapman's on-the-field altercations included fistfights with opposing players and his own teammates. He was also suspended for throwing his glove at an umpire and hitting him on the shoulder. He once ran into the stands at the end of a game to assault a fan who had been riding him and was so vicious in his anti-Semitic remarks that in 1934, 15,000 New York fans signed a petition urging the Yankees to get rid of him. When Chapman's playing career was over, his tough guy reputation earned him an opportunity to manage in the minor leagues. He had some success as a manager, but his violent temper cost him dearly when in 1942 he was suspended for a year after punching an umpire in the face. He returned to managing in the minors in 1944, and when the Phillies, mired in last place in 1945, decided to shake things up, they hired Chapman despite his reputation as a troublemaker. Chapman had some success in 1946 with the Phillies, but in 1948, a year after Chapman unleashed himself on Robinson, the Phillies fired him. He would never manage another major league team. Over the years, Chapman justified what he did to Robinson by claiming it was part of a tradition of bench jockeying that all players, when they first came into the big leagues, were taunted, and often those taunts were vicious. When Anita and I were growing up in the Pittsburgh area in the late 1940s and 1950s, the taunts that Chapman hurled at players were all around us. But unlike Chapman, as we grew up, we learned that it's possible to set aside the hurtful words and overcome the hateful attitudes that, unfortunately, still haunt and divide us as a nation.
This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.